Welcome to the Thriving Intuitive Podcast. It is my goal to bring community, awareness, and healing to your mental health. I do that with the Thriving Intuitive membership, my book, Empath and the Narcissist, and this podcast. This podcast is for you if you are ready to dive deeper into your spiritual journey and self-development. To learn about the Thriving Intuitive Membership, my book, The Healing Guide for People Pleasers, and all that I do, go to www.thethrivingintuitive.com. Welcome back to the podcast, the Thriving Intuitive Podcast. Thank you for being here. I have a special guest sharing with us about the astrology energy in the 2022 forecast, Magic Kathy. Thanks for being here, Kathy. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to shine a light on what's next, because I guess that's the most asked question that I received, that a lot of people receive or have on their mind, right? It was the question after 2020, everyone was like, is 2021 going to be better? And now everyone is like, is 2022, when is it ever going when to be better? When is it going to be better? Oh. I know. And I remember last year um, talking with you and it wasn't even a question in my mind. I was just like, I need to connect with her. And you were on the podcast when it was called Return to Calm. And we talked about that. We talked about the energy of 2020 and 2021. And I really felt it very um, impactful and important. And recently, this is the reason why I reached out to you again to do this, is I was talking about, oh, yeah, you know, Magic Kathy said that 2021 is all about the hard work and we still have to put in that work spiritually. And she was like, what's the 2022? I'm like, I don't know. Let's ask Kathy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I'm really excited to have you here. Before we do that, I just want to make sure I introduce you to everybody. Okay, so your handle on Instagram is at magic underscore Kathy with a K, K K-A-T-H-I underscore official because you are officially you. No copycats here. (laughs) I love it. That's true. Oh my gosh. So uh, she is a soul contract channel and astrologist and psychic. She is currently in Dubai and loves to travel. We were just talking about that before we hit record, all of the different connections of the Sagittarius. And um, she's guiding you towards your limitless self. She also is active in um, DNA activation and can read your human design chart, which I love. I'm still really into human design charts and reading those too. And the quantum field. So definitely go follow her. She shares updates all the time about what's going on. And I think they're so deep and they're so insightful. So thank you for those posts, Kathy. Yeah, thank you for, you know, sharing them, appreciating them. It's just fascinating to me. I love astrology and astrology has been my anchor in the craziness of the world. And at some point I realized that there, I might have some gift of understanding the language of the stars in a way where, people get the context, right, and know what's going on. And for me, it keeps me sane to know, okay, we are right on track when it comes from like, you know, from the universal perspective. But then it also keeps others really, really anchored despite the chaos. And I think one of the things that I love most about even me having those posts and those forecasts is the feedback from so many, you know, that they resonate with it and they feel less alone. And I think that's the most valuable thing. And it's funny because I started them officially like every single week, no break. Um, I've been doing them since January, 2020. And it's funny to think of the timeline because that's exactly when everything kind of started. I decided Pluto conjunction. And for some reason, something inside of me was like, you need to start doing something like that. And ever since I, I've been like connecting with so many people all over the world and they've connected with each other and they resonate with, oh my gosh, that's going on in my life. But then at the same time, it makes so much sense. So it's astrology just keeps confirming itself and I love it. It's just, yeah. That's so true. We were talking about that right before we hit record. It's like you, I was resonating and sharing with you about my chart. And it's funny because, you know, you don't want to be labeled and put in a box with what you are, but at yeah. the same time, astrology confirms like what you're working on, what your patterns are. You were talking about like immediately you knew, oh my gosh, yeah, you, you don't really travel now because your South node is in Sagittarius because you've mm-hmm. already traveled the world and the intercultures and 
the com confirmation and yeah, it's just a beautiful system that is not at all, um, like a lot of people fear it. I don't think any of my audience thriving to do fear it, but some people um, fear it because it's like, oh, it's like the occult or it's dark. But I always remind people that are kind of raised in uh, the church and that, you know, everything outside the Bible is kind of shunned is the wise men. I truly believe the wise mm -hmm. men were astrologers. They were following a star to find a baby. Like, to be quite honest, that's what my belief is, you know, and they would say, Absolutely. oh no, they're just wise men, but astrology does give us that deep wisdom. Absolutely. So, right. Do you agree? What do you think? Do you think the wise men were astrologers? I believe every single powerful person on this planet follows astrology because kings and queens used astrology i mean it's even in the bible like they've all looked up in the sky in order to understand or to yeah understand the energy right and understand okay this is where we go from here on right and also in order to understand what's going on in the collective because we are the embodiment of those celestial energies we have that in our DNA, that's always what I say when I say DNA activation or soul contract, it's written in your DNA, we just forgot about it. And that's why some transits affect you and some transits don't, right? Well, because some transits trigger your birth chart. And why is that? Because the energy of that planet triggers something in your DNA, and then you have something going on in your life. And so it's actually really fascinating when you think about it on a scientific level or on like a DNA level, which I'm also like, I love science and I love to bridge the gap between science and um, spirituality because astrology is in this box of spirit spirituality, right? But really it's a science as well. And that's just what I love. That's so true. It is. It's that unrecognized science. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. And so let's dive into the 2022. We have a few footnotes here. Um, do we want to cover the North Node changing first? Um, as far as the collective, you were mentioning collective. I think we, it'd be really great to talk about the collective destiny. Yes. Currently, we're in Gemini and everyone that's come to me to ask me for their human design reading or their North Node reading have 90% have been Gemini, you know, in their North Ooh. node because it's so activated. We're like really like intensely wanting to fulfill our life's purpose because whenever yeah. your North node is in return, yeah. that, that pull is so strong. So share with us what's going to happen with the North node changing. That's interesting. It might also be because you have a North node in Gemini that you attract <laughs> those people because yeah. I mean, from like the readings that I have, I have not only you know um, attracted people with the north node in gemini in their chart but obviously collectively we had the north node in gemini and the south node in sag and i think yeah. again astrology confirmed itself right because what is the south node in sag we have to move away from long distance traveling <laughs> to let go of so many belief systems we yeah. have to heal so many also belief systems inside of ourselves not just in, in relationship to society right and the collective but how the world works but then also how we see ourselves like our self-image because i mean one thing that is going on and will still continue is uranus and taurus shaking up our value system and whenever you shake up your value system you have to reevaluate my belief system right it's all connected and so what we will move into now and i'm not negative nancy here and i know it's probably not something that one a lot of people want to hear but south node and scorpio north node and taurus south node and scorpio is not necessarily an easy roller coaster ride i want to say so um because it will it means that we have to move away and move past and let go of a lot of shadows which then ultimately means we have to see the shadows first. So we can expect a lot of even more shadows. I know we think that, you know, we've already uncovered a lot of shadows. Nope, there will be more shadows to uncover. Um, and again, I speak in collective terms, but that also always means in your personal life, you will address even more shadows. And I know we think we have done so much shadow work the last two weeks, like uh, two years. How can we continue? There will be more and more and more. And it will be a lot of also on a collective level, power struggles. That's also Scorpio, right? The shadow is manipulation, power struggles. Scorpio, we have also to see. And that's actually, it is an interesting thing to ponder on because Scorpio rules injections as well. 
And so the south node there could mean that in the next two years or 18 months more so, that that's how long the nodes will be in um, Taurus and Scorpio, that there will be something about, uh, something about us moving past the vaccine, for example, Whatever, however that may mean. But I think people will get more conscious about what that really means to inject something into your body. And then the North Node in Taurus is really asking us to reconnect to our body, the physical body, right? Health, wellness, pleasure. Again, also in, in the same time with the Uranus there, obviously too. Um, what are my values, right? How do I take care of myself? How can I save myself? How can I um, make sure that my survival is secured, right? That's all Taurus. And at the same time, how can I be here on this planet and have the most pleasurable experience? So I think a lot of people, that's also the balance that we always want to strive with any polarity in, in astrology, from like the shadow work, or what can really help us the next 18 months will be all about pleasure like connecting to pleasure because I feel like we've almost forgotten that since 2020 like what is pleasure and when I say pleasure it's the simple pleasures too right it, it's buying yourself a bunch of flowers and smelling them reconnecting to nature re reconnecting to basics really not to be so obsessed Scorpio about things right to let go and just really focus on very narrow, stupid, uh, yeah, mundane things, so to speak, right? Listening to a song, um, poetry, going to an art gallery, just going outside and watch the sunset instead of obsessing in your room about the last shadow piece that you still need to dissolve. To find that balance, I think, can be really helpful. Um, and obviously, whenever the notes shift, we also have new rulers of the notes, right? So the rulers of um, the nodes are the planets that are ruled by the signs the nodes are in. So right now, Gemini North Node means Mercury was our ruler. So it was very important to see, okay, what is Mercury doing, right? So all the retrogrades were very important. Um, any Mercury uh, movement was important. Um, and the South Node and Sag, the Jupiter movements were also really important for us to see and to observe. And now that will obviously shift north node in Taurus means Venus will become the ruler of our destiny. And that in itself also tells us like the connecting to our own self-worth, right? Um, to love ultimately. And I love that too, because 2022 is in numerology speaking a year six, right? And six is also connected to Venus. And so I think what will really help us is that reconnection to love. So ultimately, I feel like it, it, it will be a beautiful journey. But of course, it's not just 2022, because we have the notes in Taurus and Scorpio for 18 months, not just uh, 2022. But it's something that we start now. And in, usually, you know how humans learn, I have to say that, is it through contrast, which yeah. means that, first of all, we will feel very disconnected from love. So we can find the value and the true value in like simple things, in love, in pleasure, in music, in art, in what makes this life really meaningful here on this planet again, which means that we first will probably very be very disconnected from it. And that obviously actually brings us to the other topic we wanted to talk about, the beginning of 2022, which is definitely not an easy ride. Yeah, so that was ask. a lot, a lot at once. Sorry, I'm no. gonna pause for a minute. <laughs> yes, that was beautiful. I loved every single second of it. I wanted to clarify for everyone um, listening, and I was thinking, oh, so which do which dates? When is it shifting out of Gemini into Taurus, the North Node? It depends on if you work with the. Let me pull up an ephemeris. If you, okay. I work with the true nodes, so they're the true and the mean nodes, right? And mm -hmm. I'm going to go, I usually go with the true notes, which is the exact calculation. Yeah, because the mean notes shift on January 19th. It's actually very interesting to see that because mm -hmm. at the same day that the notes shift, you run a station. So that's, that will be an interesting day to pay attention to. Um, mm -hmm. January 19th, also because the same day also has a Pluto sun conjunction. Mm -hmm. And, you know, whenever I pull up like transit charts like that it, it for me it's an ingress chart so you can almost see that this is a bir the birth chart of the story of the notes 
in Taurus and Scorpio for the next 18 months. So that's the birth chart, which then tells us how this whole, these whole 18 months, like what is the theme of these 18 months, right? Yeah. And so when we see, okay, there's a Sun-Pluto conjunction, it's intense, intense transformation. That's what this nodal story, those 18 months will be intense transformation, period. Like yeah, there's no sense, other way. We've been stuck in such a like weird rut. And so of course it's not going to just be like, I lift the lid and just breathe easy. Like there's so much that has been mixed up you know, so many families divided over a very complex, yeah. you know, concept with COVID and vaccine, not vaccine, people passing, people mourning, like all this mental health. Yeah, I, I, I totally see that that's going to be an intense transformation. Yeah. And it will be, again, those 18 months will be very, I want to say personal, internal as well. Why? Because we have two planets that are, which is interesting, which two planets retrograde and that's Venus, which will be the ruler of our destiny, the new one, right, is retrograde in Capricorn around that time. And Mercury is retrograde in Aquarius around that time, which was the past ruler. So it's interesting that both rulers at the same time are retrograde, right? So there are no coincidences. And again, the, 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 whenever a planet is stationed, so that's Uranus in that case, it puts a finger on that. It puts a pause on the planet. It's like stuck. And Uranus is known for its like unpredictable stuff anyways, and it can amplify it. And it also obviously is then it rules the nervous system, it rules um, electricity. So anxiousness, anxiety, shock, trauma, all of these things is ruled by Uranus. So I think, you know, there it, again, like I can not confirm it more. It, it's just like, it will be 18 months of very intense transformation. And that's, you, you really don't have to be a psychic, you know, or astrologers you know that anyways because of the Pluto return that we will have in the U.S. Yes and let's talk about the Pluto return. Yes so the Pluto return first of all for those who don't understand the significance of it yeah. it's that no person on this planet will ever have a Pluto return. Pluto is very slow so it takes Pluto forever to transit a whole birth chart and no one will ever be as old right uh, or that old in order to, to experience that and so for the united states um we obviously have also birth charts for countries and we have the birth chart of the united states and the united states has pluto at 27 degrees of capricorn and pluto will hit 27 degrees of capricorn three times next year which is interesting and I want to talk about that in a second because since 2020 we work with interesting trinities when it comes to important transits um, that's something I've observed but the Pluto return is essentially what it means is that the soul of the country right because Pluto for me I'm an evolutionary astrologer represents the soul so the Pluto in the birth chart represents the desire for your soul to transform something right to change something and that's why you incarnate it or to speak about a country, that's why the country was found, right? The country was founded because something wanted to be transformed, something wanted to be shifted, something wanted to change, right? And so whenever Pluto is returning, Pluto makes sure like, hey, are we still on track with that assignment? So is the country actually built right now based on the values, based on the desire that it was originally founded, right? And we have to say and be really realistic here that that's probably not really the case in the United States, which is why everything Pluto destroys and transforms and death, rebirth, transformation, right? All the Pluto topics, everything that is out of alignment with the soul. And so we will see a lot of things crumbling and crashing. And whenever a Pluto, Pluto is also a very slow moving planet, as I said. So it's not just that on those dates, we will have something major happening. We can see that it was the buildup to this Pluto return, right? Which the buildup started, you know, in 2020 already. We were already in it. 2021, still in it. And now it's just a climax where it hit, hits the exact spot, right? And it will hit the exact spot three times in 20. 22 in February, February 20, um, July 11, and December 28. So there will not really be a pause. And the reason for it hitting that that's about three times is because Pluto will obviously also have a retrograde period, go back, right? 
to um, yeah, 26, 25 degrees and then move over it again. This is fine little movement. And oh, wow. what I was yeah, what I was referring to to point it to an end with the Trinities, which I love Trinities because Trinities for me always it's it's the holy trinity, right? It's creation. So we are creating something new. And it's interesting in 2020 we had this trinity of Pluto Jupiter conjunctions. So Pluto and Jupiter were conjunct in 2020 three times over the year as well. Then 2020 to 2021 had those Saturn Uranus squares, which are also known as very like tension, right? That transforms. And we've seen that. We've like, felt that. To give we've, an analogy, is it correct? Yeah. Like Saturn is the parent, the responsible parent, and um, Uranus is the rebellious child. Yes. <laughs> so also what how I like to explain those vibrations is Saturn is the structures of the world, right? The matrix, if you want to say so. It's the rules, the laws, the, everything that we've built. And Uranus is the force that pushes through that. So we see through the whale and what is behind Uranus is Neptune and Pluto. So Uranus helps us to see beyond Saturn to reconnect to Pluto, the soul, and Neptune, the divine. And it, it's very shocking because again, and that's why astrology is so amazing because it, it will confront you with your belief systems. It will confront you with how is the world set up. And that's exactly what we experienced in 2021. That's also why we had so many like spiritual awakenings and like realizations and epiphanies and upgrades and whatever, ascension here, there, whatever, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's so amazing. Oh, it just confirms it. So with Pluto having such an intense effect these three times, it's going to be more collective or it's going to be in the personal level? Both. That's, that's as if you was asked me 2020 and 2021, was that more collective or personal? I guess the answer can, everyone has the answer for themselves because probably for everyone, it felt like my whole life is upside down and flipped and I don't even know where to go from here. And then at the same time that the same thing happened collectively. So of course, as within, as so without, I always love to say that we live in a mirror verse, right? It's all a reflection, which also means that the best way to heal or to help humanity or to help world, to help rebuild the world is you, you do your own work, which is also very much North Node and Taurus. Instead of being obsessed with other people's stuff, Scorpio, go into your own little cave and do your own work. Focus on your own self-worth. Focus on embodying law of yourself instead of calling everyone out and manipulating into, you know, you, you need to be like this or you need to do this. Yes, that's so true. And that is something that I think that people are already starting to talk about a lot. And it's almost like the energy is kind of pulling already very suddenly this, this concept of self-love self-worth mm -hmm. and like filling up your cup it seems like it's just maybe it's the circles I'm attracting or what I'm talking about but I see so many ways even like moon rituals those are ways for you to be you know loving yourself and really tuning into your soul and and yeah making sure that you're not out in the world feeling drained by somebody or manipulated or yourself like getting into the ego and manipulating and causing drama. Like we all, you know, think we don't do, but we love to do <laughs> our ego does at least. And it makes a lot of sense also because, you know, over the last two years, everyone changed so much that it's time now to reconnect to ourselves, like to build a relationship with ourselves. Like, who are we even now? We are not the same person as we were in 2020, you know, January or 2019 before COVID. Like we are just not the same and we have to take a minute because the world was so chaotic and hectic and information overload with the North Node in Gemini that we need to take a step back and say, okay, let me reflect on who am I? What am I? What are my new values? How do I go from here? And the same thing is going to happen for the world, right? Where it's like, oh my gosh, everything is kind of like upside down. Who are we? And where do we go from here? And I think the country that will feel that the most is obviously the U.S. Because it's like, I've said that from the beginning, you know, the U.S. will never be the U.S. again that we think about right now. Like, I, I see, like, there's a lot just changing, you know. 
the way it, it's structured i think that the different states will have their own like little moment of oh my gosh how how, how do we go from here are we still part of it so there will be just a lot of changing and everyone will be in their own little space and think like okay what are our values and they don't match with for example new york says i i don't match with the values of texas or california says i don't match with the values of florida and so how can we still be one country either we find a compromise or we say okay maybe this whole concept needs to be you know reevaluated yeah, so probably a lot of topics going back to the um, Constitution, making sure that, you know, the country is still like the revisiting of, okay, why did we even, you know, create this Constitution, going back to the actual literature of it, and yeah, to try and create the unity again, I'm sure it's going to be a lot of discussion probably on Capitol Hill. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's so cool. And so how in the world do you, we had mentioned earlier the, the, the North node shifting changes the eclipses happening to the, with the moon and all of that. So can yes. you talk us through some of that? For um, those of you who don't really know what eclipses are, eclipses are basically supercharged new moons or full moon. So we have an eclipse whenever a new moon or a full moon, which we have every you know two weeks, a new moon or a full moon, right? But eclipses are supercharged new moons because they are in a conjunction with the nodal axis, so with the nodes of destiny. It's also why I like to say eclipses are course corrections, right? They, they shift us and push us towards our destiny. And so everything that is out of alignment, again, will be a little bit like shaped. And sometimes that's also why eclipses are so volatile and so like kind of uranian where it's like oh my gosh i didn't see that coming right um because it it's, it erases everything out of your field that is not in alignment and so that's not something that happens from you know in the lunar cycle necessarily because we say that eclipses open a portal for the next six months until we have the next eclipse so to speak right so we will have eclipses um in taurus and um scorpio obviously and actually the first eclipse with that axis in place is not with that axis that's that's not the correct way to say it but the first eclipse in taurus and scorpio we already have in november it's a partial eclipse for that okay. reason because the nodes will still be in gemini and sag right but scorpio season has actually two so we have um i mean we have two eclipses but one of them is in taurus and that's the partial lunar eclipse on november 19 2021 because that will have um the nodes still at one degrees of sag and gemini but the full moon will be at 27 degrees of scorpio and taurus which means that it's very close to that nodal axis and that's why it's also an eclipse right so that also sets the stage for 2021 because we are in this eclipse energy and we already work intensely with that Taurus and Scorpio energy also because that eclipse is also in a connection with Mercury and Mars so it's already very fiery right there let's just put it like that and so the next set of eclipses we will then have in Taurus season and in Scorpio season in 2022. So that first one in November well, is that going to be pulling out more in our shadows because it's got the Scorpio vibe? Yes, I mean, yeah, Scorpio, anything, right? But yeah. then it's illuminating the belief systems in the shadow, so to speak. You can, if you take it really literally, right? Yeah. Okay. That's good. And it's good to know because then you won't be like bombarded with, because it's going to happen <laughs> emotionally yeah. for you anyway. So if you know ahead of time, you can prepare, get your journal out, get your bubble bath, whatever you need to do, get some meditations going to really actually yeah love self-love a lot of self-love yeah, self -love and work through it rather than be hit by it you can be like okay i'm ready let's do this and <laughs> get your flashlight pull out the shadow from the closet and all that stuff yeah and then in 2022 the eclipses just to mention them we will have four um we have on april 30th we have a taurus eclipse which is very interesting actually because it's at 10 degrees of taurus and it's a solar eclipse. Solar eclipses are usually more intense because it's the sun illuminating 
the north node and it's a very it's a new moon essentially right it's a new moon which means the sun the moon are together the north node is together and what's special about this eclipse in my observation are a few things actually <laughs> when i look at this chart i'm like how do we survive this um <laughs> just kidding no we still have anything but we can we're stronger than we think it's at 10 degrees and if you think back of what i said about the english charts of the notes january 19 uranus station on that day at 10 degrees of taurus and that's where you have the first eclipse which is not a coincidence same degree and on the same that's all no no it's april 30th okay got it and the eclipse is also in a conjunction with Uranus. So we see Uranus already kind of gave us a precursor. And then he's like, okay, and now here I am. And that eclipse also has a Venus-Jupiter conjunction, which is pretty interesting because that can save our ass, I feel like, a little bit, the Venus-Jupiter conjunction with Neptune. But again, it brings us back to, in order to survive, we have to just like really like love has to be the answer and like self-care. And like, it's a stellium in Pisces that they, I feel like that's, you know, tells us enough that we are soul incarnated in physical body, Taurus, right? Soul, Pisces. And we have to kind of like reconnect to that, not get lost in the outside world. And of course, when I say that it, it's a portal, quote unquote, that opens for the next six months. So it's not like that on April 30th, we will have that huge realization, but we know where it's going. Mm. Speaking about transits. And I don't know why this is popping in my head. Do you think that there will be also um, some conflicts, let's say, in certain friendships, relationships that have been on the different sides throughout 2020 and 2021, kind of mending and finding that love to be able to move forward together? It's either the together love or they just split and go their separate ways. Or is that not correct in thinking? Mm -hmm. I, I love that you bring that up too, because I mean, one, another aspect of uh, Scorpio is also codependency and toxic merging this could be right. And so letting go of a lot of like codependent toxic codependency is more so also obviously Libra, right. But it's more like this merging where you feel like you need to own, own that person, like this possessiveness in a way, this manipulation and controlling, mind control, ego struggles, power struggles, all of that. Um, and we want to move away from that. And I hate to say it in a way, but just last night I had a conversation about it. It's sometimes you have to realize that toxic person can also be a family member that has like these energetic cords attached to you from like very early on. And how can you un, un, yeah, cut those cords in order to free yourself as well? I think there will be a lot about that. Um, and then also connecting to spirit and the divine and maybe understanding, well, it's a soul contract that I have with that person, right? And so forgiveness and peace and love for the lesson and not to hold a grudge or not to make it mean something about your self-worth. So yes, I mean, you know, I feel like, the last two years were all about relationships as well. Everything is about relationships, the relationship we have to the world, right? To everything, to ourselves, to the world. And I do feel like because we change so much, everyone changes or changed. Of course, the, uh, the people we surround ourselves with, they changed. And to have peace in that too, like even if it's, you know, Scorpio is also marriage. If it means that the, the divorce rate will increase maybe, right? A lot of people need to let go of those old bonds because they are just not vibrationally not compatible anymore and it doesn't mean that the other person is wrong or you are wrong it's just that your assignment is, is over because it's a new chapter and territory that we step in yeah that's beautiful i definitely see that yeah i see that so the the energy will kind of bring the bravery to be able to do those hard difficult choices but also bringing that love to to sever the cords in a loving way. Yeah. And to mend them. Yeah. And I, one thing that I obviously, it's kind of like the elephant in the room, I guess, <laughs> since 2020, uh, but now will be amplified. We have to talk about a financial system a little bit, at least. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give too many like predictions. Obviously, I'm not a financial advisor, but I am very fascinated by the movements of 
you know, the crypto market, for example, I analyze Bitcoin and Ethereum charts and just like, it's very fascinating to see how those markets or like those, yeah, energies have, I guess, skyrocketed with like everything that is crumbling at the same time. So it's like, while the world is crashing, they are like kind of elevating and we can definitely see that this will probably increase also because we can you know pluto in the us chart is in the second house right pluto capricorn second house and so what transforms or what shifts what has to die in a way you can see is the second house of money in the us so there will be also a lot of transformation and shifts in the way we we run our finances the, no, the way we know finances in the us um because i mean Again, you don't have to be a psychic or a conspiracy theorist to, to know that there's something weird about the financial system also in the US. They keep printing money. Um, a lot of people just live on loans and live on printed money. It's just all kind of like this illusion bubble. And then there's at the same time so much poverty and just so much yeah, imbalances. And Pluto wants to erase all of that. And that's also a shadow that we probably, you know, the South Nodes will bring to the surface because. Scorpio also rules other people's money. So where does the US maybe have money from other countries? Like where are the strings attached to other things? And I don't want to say that the US is like the cause of everything because it's just, it's a whole network of the financial network, which is not just the US, it's, it's all over the world. So also other countries will obviously be involved, right? And a lot of things will come to the surface where we didn't even know that there are strings from one country to the next country that they work together there's stuff going on with finances what is even our money and what is what are they doing with our money right so there's a lot of there will be a lot about those kind of conversations which then pushes people towards north north and taurus right how can i be self-sustainable how can i not be codependent south north and scorpio to a system when it comes to my money i want to take care of my own money you know a taurus person would be like i get my money off the bank and have it in my fucking suitcase at home because I don't trust them, right? right. I only like trust myself and I want to be safe. Yes. yes, I want to be safe. Yeah, so I'm sure Capricorns why... have a bit of that too. That's true. Yeah, right? Capricorn moon being here. Um, <laughs> but that's why we will have also an increase, obviously, in my opinion, an observation in cryptocurrency because it, hmm. it gives people the opportunity to decentralize money hmm. and to not be dependent, to have more opportunities. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And for me, I, I'm even afraid of that because I feel like it's not real money. So it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. In, and that's in funny that you say that because is that's a, and again, another belief system that we want to debunk because the money on your bank is that real money. It doesn't even exist. It's a number. It's not real money. Right. All the money is not real money. And I guess I'd have to research it. If you can withdraw the crypto into cash, then I guess that would be considered real money. Just like if the number in the bank, if you can withdraw it to cash, then it's... But then you go with cash again. Then you go with the money system again and not yeah. the crypto, right? Right. So you still, and it's like similar, I, I, you know, the way I, I grew up, I was born and raised in Germany. And I remember so vividly when we had the transition from um, Deutsche Mark, right? From Mark to Euros. And how the first, I guess, three years, everyone was converting still to Mark, which didn't make sense. It doesn't exist anymore. Like, why do you try to recalculate into euros instead of adapting to a new system? So the future here is more so to say, okay, then I'm buying in Bitcoin. I'm thinking in Bitcoin. And maybe that's, you know, where my traveling experience also comes very handy for me because then I'm not always recalculating how much would that be in euros. At some point you adapt to, I'm in Dubai and here's dirhams, right? Or I'm in the US, well, it's dollars. I don't have to, you know, put effort and work in my brain and always recalculate it into a different currency. It's just another currency. Yeah. That's cool. I'm excited to see how that all pans out. I love it. Yeah, because Venus does rule the money. So that's going to be exactly. a lot. And again, Uranus and Taurus. Uranus is also technology, right? Mm -hmm. Future, innovation. Right? So right. in Taurus, of course, innovation when it comes to finances. Yeah. Yeah. 
I love it. So breaking down the Pluto is going to be breaking down our constructs and our beliefs on, mm-hmm. on all that mm-hmm. and shifting it. Yeah. Like a, to be more of a universal versus a, this country has this and this country has that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Ooh, I love it. It feels very futuristic. <laughs> like, you know, it those, is those very movies. alien. Yes. I love it. Which also, you know, can, we can address the fact that Saturn will slowly close its time in Aquarius next year, right? Mm-hmm. So we'll still be in Aquarius for the whole year, I believe, and then obviously enter Pisces um, towards 2023. Mm-hmm. And so, so that what's that? Te- what does that mean? It will teach us a lot about technology, about innovation, um, obviously community, future thinking. So there, mm-hmm. there will be a lot about that too. Um, obviously, up until this point, what we definitely felt with Saturn and Aquarius was the restriction that Saturn sometimes brings relative to community into the future, but yeah. only to teach us what we actually want to bring into the future, right? Saturn always restricts things and deprives us of things. Mm-hmm. So we learn the lesson and the value of it. So it helps us mature as well. I yeah, appreciate what we miss. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love Saturn too. It helped me get out of a horrible situation. <laughs> Absolutely. So then when it moves into Pisces, now how is Saturn going to be helping us with its Pisces energy? It will be interesting because a lot of people have to learn a lot about their faith and their spiritual connection, their spiritual existence here on this planet. Obviously, around that time, we will have other things. Jupiter will then also um being Aries and yeah it will be a whole different dynamic the notes will also slowly shift into Aries and Libra so that will be a whole different vibration which will then be more a topic of 2023 I think oh okay so 2022 Saturn is still going to be in Aquarius yeah Mm, okay very cool Ooh, that's exciting that's so great. Oh my gosh. There's so much here. Everyone's probably minds are like alone and they have to listen to this over and over again. So make sure that we're doing that. Um, anything else before we close out? And I wanted to ask you some, um, rapid fire questions about you personally. Um, before we close out, I think you know, because everything, what I just said does definitely not sound like a unicorn, right? And I do actually feel that the vibration of 2022 is more heavy than what we've experienced in 2021 and 2022, but it won't feel like that. And that's just what I intuitively feel. And the reason for it is because I see that 2021 especially was a trainings camp for us. Because there were so many fluctuations and tension and things and ups and down. And we are used to that now. So it won't feel necessarily as heavy because shadow work, again, I, I said it before, we've done that before. You know, shadows being exposed in public, we've seen that before, right? So I don't think that it will be as shocking. And that's the beautiful way of, you know, how the universe supports us because we were prepared for this moment of, you know, let's say the country of the US and like everything, all the consequences crumbling and crashing. It won't feel like this intense shock for most people, not for everyone, but everyone, you know, did some work the last two years. Depending on their reality and their consciousness, yes. <laughs> exactly. But I think the people that listen to this episode, they they will get what I mean. We are, and, and I invite everyone to even reflect on that and take a moment and, and realize I, I do that so often where I'm like, wow, in the past, I would have freaked out in that moment. But now I have such a deep sense of faith and trust. And I know that this will pass. So it's like very calming in a way where you can sit in the storm and you're like, I know this is happening for something greater, something better, something bigger. And I feel like we have been reconnected to that faith during those crazy transits that we've already survived we have to witness that too and celebrate ourselves right even that in itself can be very north node and taurus like i love myself so fucking much for and my body especially because one thing that we definitely don't pay attention to is the body carries you through everything right the body makes sure that your heart beats that you breathe that you digest 
while you go through your crazy transformation, the body is just your ally supporting you in the background, being like, okay, I make sure that you function somehow. And yes, not every all the time because the body also has to. Ha I mean, we went through a lot of like physical upgrades as well. I want to say so, and it will continue. So sometimes we are exhausted, ascension symptoms, all of that, right? Um, but yeah, I, I just think like it, it's very good to take a moment of self care and. and self-honoring for what we've already accomplished it's actually mind-blowing yeah I love that that's beautiful it is important to make sure that you're we're affirming that support that is such a Taurus energy that just yes thank you thank you pull up affirmations that you love you know what I'm I'm starting to really um, be called to lean into every morning is to affirm all of my chakras and then like call in mm, my that. spirit guides as um as I'm whatever I'm doing in the morning but making sure I take that time to do that which I feel like really will help people um do something some type of self-love practice yeah yeah to Absolutely. revisit that and affirm affirm yourself so beautiful. This has been so amazing. And I really appreciate you sharing all of this with us, Kathy. And before we, I let you leave, I wanted to um, ask you a few fun questions about you. So what amazing. is your favorite food? Oh my gosh. It's asking me for what's my favorite child, right? <laughs> I have a massive sweet tooth. So I love every, I, I would always eat any time of the day ice cream. Mm. I love ice cream but then at the same time I love very exotic and just like I love trying new things so mm. and I love like tapas and like a lot of like different things where you can have little bite sides and try a lot of different cuisines I think mm. you would ask me about my favorite situation it would be a buffet and it's like a traveling through all the countries and all different cultures and their food you know I love <laughs> Indian and Italian and then yeah all of the different things yeah mm, I love that the adventure of the mouth yes exactly <laughs> and what is your favorite music I really really especially in 2021 found my love for mantras especially like chanting mantras mm -hmm. and everything that has a deeper meaning so a lot of lyrics right I, I work best with like if there's a deep meaning um, in, in the song it just like carries you away I, I, I love that and I also am a very big advocate and fan of binaural beats any time of the day. Yeah, those are so cool. I downloaded this Moonly app, by the way. I don't know if you've found Moonly, but it mm -hmm. has like every day, it's more of, it's Vedic, more of astrology, but every day is ruled by a certain planet and they put on this music. So every day has a different like kind of tonal music. And today's music Ooh. was very... Um, Native American chanting with the drums Ooh. and it was like oh my gosh I love this so I completely relate to you yeah awesome and then what um, is the book on your nightstand or what's your current book you're reading I don't read <laughs> first of all um, because I'm very auditive so mm. I listen I have okay. five million audiobooks so it's not like I'm not educating myself yes but so I which, which one are you listening to now I have a few actually. Um, I really love right now the recovery book, um, Russell Brand's Recovery. Mm. I think it's really fascinating. I also have a private client. She um, is in, you know, alcohol anonymous. And so I, I just wanted to know what it's all about. Um, I've recently, I love all the Paul Selig books. Um, mm. So Beyond the Known, um, you know, I Am Word, Alchemy, all of that. Oh, yeah. um, I love a lot of like subconscious books, electric body. I mean, so many different ones. Um, I also just actually that's one book that I only were able to get as a Kindle version because there's no audiobook. Mm. Um, and that's the power of Shakti. So I'm very interested in like Kundalini and life force energy, a lot mm. of like Indian and Hindu cultures and like the shark system and how to manifest reality. Oh yeah. And Brian Scott's reality revolution. It's a book as well. Very good. Yeah. And Greg what, can you book. I mean, so many. Can you repeat that one? It was Brian Scott. Brian Scott, is, is yeah. it? Okay. I think, yeah, Brian Scott. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, those are so cool. Those like 
you, you have a wealth of amazing books there. I think you can go yeah. through books a lot faster with audio too. One of my little, my little ones were babies. That's all I did was audio. Cause I'm like, I don't have time to sit down and read. And I always listen to everything in double speed too. So oh, it's really, yeah. Yeah. Oh yes. Very auditory a learner. My and, third house is ruled by Aquarius. So I'm very, I just okay. download the frequency, I guess. <laughs> yes. Yes. Through the air that it's an air sign. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your favorite nature spot? The beach and sunsets. Mm, so gorgeous. They're the best. I love a good jungle too, but Mm -hmm. I just love the water and sunsets. It's just, yeah. So a jungle right up to a beach would be like your ultimate favorite. Probably. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Which is why Bali is still on my list, but we have to see how the traveling situation is going with there right. but yeah yeah oh that's so cool well thank you so much for um spending time with me and um providing all this amazing information to the thriving intuitive audience we really appreciate you make sure that you're following her over on instagram at magic underscore kathy underscore official and anything else that you have um, to provide, you have clients that you help as well, do private readings and all that. So check her out. Thank you again for being here. I really appreciate you. Thank you for having me. It was my pleasure to shine a light on 2022. And yeah, if anyone needs support, again, like the forecast will definitely guide you through next year as well. I also have a podcast where I share the energy and what's going on. And of course, whenever you need additional support, I do readings. And um, yeah, you can always reach out on Instagram. I love to have a personal contact with you first, but you can also obviously just check all, the, all of my links and book in uh, a session. But yeah. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out. I love to connect with everyone, even if it's not for reading, just in general, because I think if the more we can come together, the, the better, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's it for today. My goal is to always keep it empowering, bite-sized and helpful. Remember to take a screenshot of this episode, tag thriving with raven onto your social media feeds or stories and share the love thank you so much have a beautiful day and remember keep your unique light shining bye see you next time